This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back in with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Arsenal Daily Transfer Series, the Arsenal Transfer Show, in which we react to the latest Arsenal transfer news, keep you guys up to date with everything that's been going on over the past 24 hours. And there has been a hell of a lot going on over the last 24 hours or so. Interestingly, uh, both ins and outs, plenty to talk about, new targets, contracts, possible incomings, so plenty of things we're going to be discussing with you guys and getting your thoughts, of course, too, in the chat box. If you didn't check it out already, we did a really good phone-in show yesterday, and I'm thinking about making kind of this a a regular thing about doing these kind of phone-in shows on a Friday, uh, getting some of you guys on to to get your thoughts and feelings heard about different transfer targets and and give you a bit of a voice, and I think it's worked out really well so far. So make sure you do go check out yesterday's show and drop a like on it, as well as dropping a like on today's video and subscribing to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss one, and you can join up as a member as well by joining uh, the, by just pressing the join button and uh, then you can join again our discord server so uh, lots of stuff available to you but let's crack on with today's show good morning everybody in the chat box hope you are all good and well let's go to our starting point of the show which is always our euros one to watch final day of match day two at the european championships for hungary uh, against france an interesting game in which i'm sure plenty of you are going to bank your Kylian mbappe points today um, I've gone with Peter Galashi, the goalkeeper from Hungary. Had a really decent game uh, against Portugal. Did well before the end to keep out Portugal as much as possible. But uh, the RB Leipzig keeper obviously spent time at Salzburg. And you never know, could pop up as an Arsenal target one day in the future. He's only 31, so he's got plenty more years left in the tank being a top-level goalkeeper. For France, I've gone for another central midfielder in Adrian Rabiot. He started the game, of course, against Germany and did quite well. He could be on the way out of Juventus. And so maybe as a central midfielder, Arsenal might be looking at someone like him. I've gone for the striking version of Andre Silva for, for reasons that have become very much apparent in a little bit. For Portugal, for Robin Gersens in Germany. 
Uh, again, a left-back, left-midfielder, left-wing-back type player that Arsenal could have some interest in should they want to add some competitiveness to Kieran Tierney. For Spain, Fabian Ruiz again takes the spotlight with the fact that he is obviously someone who I believe would be an ultimate kind of central midfielder target for Arsenal. And for Poland, I've gone for Jakub Murder of, of Brighton and Hove Albion, a 22-year-old central midfielder, really interesting talent, one you should definitely keep an eye on that will play a lot more next season for Brighton. So plenty of stuff to get your teeth sunk into in regards to Arsenal's transfer, or rather Arsenal's possible targets at the European Championships. Anyway, we move on to our first story of the day, which revolves around Kieran Tierney. Some fantastic news is coming out from this story and the fact that Arsenal may have looked like they have signed him up to a new five-year contract. There were conflicting reports at one point saying it was done, one point saying it wasn't done. But it looks to be that this is one that is going to cross the line very soon. And after the game today, it could even be announced before Scotland's next match against Croatia that he has indeed signed a new five-year contract with the club, which is unbelievably good. If you think about it, putting it into perspective, this would mean that his contract would expire when he is 29. So a really good piece of business by Arsenal. And you have to say... I know we give like Edu a bit of stick here and there, but Edu has so far managed to get Bakayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, Rob Holding, and now Kieran Tierney all to sign up to a new contract, all the while getting deals for the likes of Erdogan and Matt Ryan in January, getting out a load of players that we didn't want, bringing in Gabriel Magalhaes and uh, Thomas Partey. You've got to say that overall... He's doing an okay job. I want him to do an excellent job. And I'm hoping that this summer we're going to see it go from a decent job to an excellent job. But so far, Balogun, yes, thank you, Kieran. That's another one that he's, he's managed to sign up to. So there's lots that have gone on behind the scenes so far. Um, but Arsenal have done really well to sign up some great players to new contracts. It does show that we're moving in the right direction with contracts. It's something that used to be a really big issue for Arsenal. Anyway, fantastic stuff. And fingers crossed, yes, I see a lot of you suggesting that he should be captain in the future and maybe this new contract will kind of be a catalyst towards that uh, end game. Let's move on to the next one, which revolves around Lucas Torreira. Now, according to Di Mazzio, uh, interestingly, Lazio are interested in Lucas Torreira, and he is also intrigued by a possible move to Italy as well. If you remember back, if we did these shows a few months ago, he was very much unhappy. He wanted to leave Arsenal and go to Boca Juniors, but financially, that's just not really a feasible deal for Arsenal, considering that the reported price on his head is 20 million euros, which is a lot of money. And it's a lot of money for an Italian club to pay out for. But if they want him, they're probably going to have to come close. I personally would accept around 15 million if it was me, just because I think it's one of those players that we need to move on. His value is plummeting by the second. So if you can get a, a deal between 15 and 20 million, I think that's some great business for Arsenal, considering the situation that we find ourselves in contextually. But that's a possible outgoing in regards to Lucas Torreira. Another is Granit Xhaka, who supposedly... Is it very much closer to that move to Roma with Italian outlet Gazzetta della Sport saying that Roma have broke? They have uh, basically, we've we've won is, is what they're suggesting. We've won in the negotiation standoff. Roma have just accepted the fact that they are going to have to pay the money that Arsenal want for him, which is twenty million euros once again, same as Lucas Torreira. So around seventeen to eighteen million pounds. Arsenal we're going to get for Granit Xhaka. It's not as much as I think he's actually worth. I think he's worth more than 20 million quid, to be honest. But if he's going to go and we are going to get a decent price for him, at least we've held strong on this one. So another really good bit of kind of positive news in the way that we're selling players is that we're not accepting a stupidly low fee. 
we've gone from stupidly low fees to just, you know, meh fees <laughs> for our players. But it's still, I think it's positive that we held out and held our, our own on that 20 million euro figure. So that's a really positive move for Arsenal. Going on to Ainsley Maitland-Niles. He's garnering a lot of interest recently. Promoted side Watford and Southampton, who were interested back in January as well, have also registered an interest in taking Ainsley Maitland-Niles from Arsenal. As we heard from his interview about a week or so ago, he's not happy at the club. He wants his future resolved very quickly before kind of pre-season starts, which is in less than a month now. It starts on something like the 17th or so of July. So there isn't long left for or 13th, I think, of July or something like that, that pre-season starts. So not long left. He wants a resolution pretty quickly. And uh, it seems that maybe Watford or Southampton are one of the two teams that could end up taking the versatile uh, 23-year-old England international away from Arsenal for what would be, I'd imagine, also a decent fee. And when you start thinking about the fact that Torreira could be going for 15 to 20 million euros. Xhaka could be going for 20 million euros. Bellerin could be going for 20 million quid. Genduzi could be going for 10 million euros. Mavropanos could be going for 7 million euros. Kalasanach could be going for 4 million euros. I think I'm forgetting some other people as well. We could even sell Burned Leno. We could even move on some other players. There is opportunity for Arsenal to genuinely make quite a big chunk of money. And Lacazette is another one that Arsenal could end up cashing in on. And we'll talk about a little bit more about him in a second. But when you add all this together, you can start seeing why Arsenal are feeling a little bit more confident with their transfer budget this summer. But it's intriguing how many outs we're going to see. A big rebuild is ahead. And that's probably why we brought in extra help in Richard Garlick in the executive roles. If Arsenal and Edu and Arteta and Richard can get this done, that would be very impressive to do all of this turnaround in this summer window with the European Championship. We will wait and see. Let's move on to the ins and give you your latest James Madison updates. You may have seen some reports of a possible £51.2 million bid from the ITKs across the socials yesterday. This, to my knowledge, is not yet the case. Even though... Uh, even though uh, You've got Leicester saying that they want more than 60 million. And I know that Arsenal will test the resolve of a lower bid. The fact that people are using this 51.2 million pound bid is because that is the translation that you go from 60 million euros, which is not something you typically see Arsenal do. You wouldn't see Arsenal offer a bid in euros towards another team. But that's where that story is coming from. It's coming from kind of links abroad that are suggested 60 million euros. And that's how you know that this is a bit of a fake report. Arsenal may have already gone in with a bid, but it certainly wouldn't have been the bid that we're seeing touted around by some of the lesser known ITK. So be very careful as you're going through. If you're keeping an eye on our Twitter for the hashtag ITK Rater, we're trying to highlight some really kind of people that you should probably stay clear of um, when you're going down your social feed. So keep an eye out for that. And if you've got any suggestions, feel free to DM them in at the Guna Talk TV, of course, too. But I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal ended up going in with a bid at the moment for James Madison. His situation with Brendan Rodgers is such that he would be open to leaving. Brendan Rodgers would be open to selling him and Leicester would be open to selling him. People turn around and say, why would he leave Leicester? Well, Leicester do end up being a bit of a selling club. They only really sell one big player a season, be it Kante, Mares, Chilwell, Maguire, all of these types. I think that they would still be open to selling James Madison, but it would be for a significant fee, probably over the £60 million mark. Let's go for your Ben White update as well. Arsenal are expected to make a second bid, if not have done already. Uh, the second bid could be in the region of around 45-ish, but we haven't had that confirmed and there are no credible reports coming out of the second bid legitimately being made as of yet. Arsenal are expected to go in with a second bid, 
but we have no official reports of that bid yet being made. But this is one that many feel could really happen. I think it's going to happen closer to the £50 million mark, but we'll see what happens with this one. Lots still to happen. Let's go on to the Sheffield United pair of Aaron Ramsdale and Sander Berg. Now, reports coming out from the local media in Sheffield is that both of these players are yet to receive any bids from any club, including, of course, Arsenal. So any reports that Arsenal had, in fact, bid anything for Sander Berger earlier on in the window were completely false. Any information coming out that Arsenal had bid for Aaron Ramsdale for a figure of around £20 million is also false. Neither player has received any bids from Arsenal at this state of play so make sure you're careful about seeing any reports about possible bids going in so far because that has not happened jesus uh whose surname is a bit of a dodgy one for the old algorithms on youtube so we might just call him jesus from porto um the mexico international right back has been linked with a move to arsenal he typically used to be a bit of a winger and still does play in wide areas for his national side but has kind of transitioned more to a right back role at porto i do plan on doing a bit of a tactical breakdown i'm going to try to get you some expert insight in because he is a brand new kind of link to the club um, and I may just have to, you know, <laughs> I might just have to cave and start using his full name. But for the moment, we're going to avoid it as much as feasibly possible. If you don't know why I'm doing that, just search Jesus Porto and you'll you'll work out why why I'm avoiding th- this surname right now. Um, but it's an interesting link. He's certainly a very attacking player that's kind of transitioned to more of that kind of wingback, right-back role. And I think that Jesus could be a really interesting player for Arsenal should they go in and sign him. But as I say, we're going to do a tactical breakdown on him as soon as possible when I've got some expert insight on him. And we'll see how he statistically compares to some of Arsenal's current and possible transfer targets this summer in that right-back position. Let's go on to Hussein Awar. Now, in yesterday's uh, Q&A phone-in show, a lot of you were putting these comments into the chat box that we had indeed been linked with a move for Awar. This is a report that comes from a questionable source um, at this state of play, suggesting that he would be available for around £20 million. That doesn't mean that Arsenal have bid anything for him yet, but they have been linked because purely the price is so low. Would Arsenal be interested in a £20 million bid? Well, considering that Leon wanted upwards of €40 million Euros last summer, that's nearly halved his value now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal had him on their list, but I do think they have players like Madison a little bit higher. They certainly had Odegaard and Buendia higher on their list than Awar. But the price being so low, if that is deemed to be true, could be a little bit too good for Arsenal or other clubs like Juventus, who have also been interested in the past, to turn this one down. It's certainly one that's probably going to run towards the latter stages of the window. We will have to see. Let's go on to the final story of the day before we go into your questions in the chat box, which revolves around Andre Silva, the Frankfurt Portuguese striker. You'll be able to see him in action today for Portugal if he comes off the bench, we imagine, because Ronaldo's been starting in that central striking role. Andre Silva has been a fantastic addition to the Frankfurt squads since signing his new contract, which runs out in 2023, I believe. Um, But he's been a bit of a journeyman. He has been around the block a few times. He's been at Sevilla. He's been uh, in Italy with AC Milan. Uh, He's played elsewhere. He's played in Portugal, of course, too. He has been around the block, it's fair to say. And interestingly, he has seemingly found a really comfortable place at Frankfurt where he has excelled in the Bundesliga, scored a hat full of goals, has played exceptionally well. He's not slow. He's good in the air. He's good with his feet. He's really developed lots of areas of his games. And Arsenal are supposedly interested with a figure of around £36 million being 
uh, touted around for Andre Silva, which I think is, to be honest, for a 27-year-old striker that scored that amount of goals, very, very reasonable. And it does also put into question possibly our Arsenal view, the likes of Alexandre Lacazette or Aubameyang and their striking situation. Are they willing to sell one of those to bring in a new forward if they are? Andre Silva could certainly be that player. Is he the one that I want? I lean a little bit more towards Alexander Izak, to be honest, after seeing him a lot more and doing a lot more research into him. But I think either of him or Silva would make excellent additions to Arsenal Football Club. So there you go. That rounds off all of your latest Arsenal transfer news uh, regarding possible strikers uh, that Arsenal are going to be in for and other positions, of course, as well. Really interesting stuff, you have to say, about the different players that Arsenal have been linked to and the different kind of names that are coming up. Sorry, Andre Silva is, is 25, isn't he? Not 27. Um, but when it comes down to kind of the, the names that we're seeing now, they're becoming a lot more not sparse. They're kind of a lot more varied. We're getting into that kind of silly section of Arsenal transfers where you get to see these random ones popping up and coming into focus. But there is really a lot of potential, clearly, about this window where Arsenal could go to different areas depending on how much money comes into the club through sales. It's how we manage the finances. That's what's going to be most key. Let's jump into the chat box and get plenty of your thoughts and feelings too. Uh, yours says, Awar, not keen on him. Uh, watched him last season when he did play and he was not very impressive. Good morning, Gunnar72. Much appreciated tuning in. Alfred says, expectations are Andre Silva. Interesting. Matt Thornton says, do you think Awar could be a steal at £20 million? I feel like, as Yannick pointed out yesterday, that you would struggle to not have any sell-on value for signing him at £20 million. Uh, Brackett says, doesn't Isaac have a £60 million release clause? It is, uh, it is £60 million euro-ish release clause, so you're looking at around £51 million if you wanted to bring him in. I, I have a feeling they might be open to selling him for a little bit less than that, but again, it's I think how he performs at Euro 2020 will have a big impact um, on, on how much he will go for eventually. And I think if he has a really storming 2020 and they get out of the group and they can play a couple of or one or two knockout rounds i think that may increase his price just that little bit more uh priyank says hi tom do you think lacazette will score first goal of premier league season he already owns this record um it depends if he's still here mate <laughs> it depends if he's still here because he could be gone by that stage uh roger says hi tom do you rate uh transfer checker i mean i've never heard of it roger so i mean if that tells you anything then there you go he admitted he works at a betting office so he used sudden spikes as proof for upcoming transfers yeah betting odds can be used sometimes but often it's not a reliable way i mean the other day eddie howe's price for going to ed everton absolutely plummeted and he's now nowhere near the job. So it's you can sometimes use betting, but it's not a foolproof system. Let's just say that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be betting, would it? Otherwise, it would just be a guaranteed win. Um, Arsenal Gunner says, is this hype all window shopping right now until we actually get some business done? Of course, it's all window shopping at this stage. Uh, Reggie says, what are my contacts saying about, oh, yes, I saw this, 250 million. Heard nothing, mate. I've heard absolutely nothing about that. All I would say is that the source of where that story came from has put a couple of exclusive this this window so far that have both turned out to be not on the money, um, let's say. And it's an easy story. Again, it is a really easy thing to say that Arsenal are going to have £250 million to spend this summer because you could simply put that story out there and go, well, they just didn't spend all of their budget if it doesn't happen. So it's it's not a story that I would really... 
uh, be paying too much attention to right now. Arsenal could go and spend a hell of a lot of money this summer and their budget may have been more, but putting that out as a story doesn't really tell us anything, to be honest, because it just tells us a maximum, if that. If Arsenal was to go over that, that's the only way that that story could really be disproven. And it's unlikely that Arsenal are going to spend more than 250 million. So it's a very safe piece to put out. Uh, Nico says, Tom, any news on a left back? The only news that we have, Nico, is that Arsenal's focus is more of a younger profile. But in regards to actual players, actual moves for certain players, no, nothing, nothing at this stage, mate. Christian says, can we actually challenge for the title with a new spine? We had a great second half of the season. I mean, you never rule anything out, Christian. You never, ever do. But you have to admit that the other teams in this league are exceptionally good. And it's going to take a hell of a transfer window to turn Arsenal into title challenges. I'm focusing on top four. Just get us competing for top four next season, please. That's what I would like to see. Benji says, what are your thoughts on bringing Dinos Mavropanos back? I don't think that's going to happen. I would have been open to it to see what would have happened, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be going off to Stuttgart, most likely. Uh, Wes Lee says, how crazy is it uh, that we could sell Willock and buy Awar with the same amount of money? It is interesting. He's another player that I didn't even mention when we were talking about possible sales. Sahil says, Tom, do you think Grealish needs to move to a bigger club to start for England? Also, is Duncan Castles reliable? Again, some stuff's been right, some stuff's been wrong. It's it's as reliable as he's verified. He works for the Telegraph, so you got that going for him. But uh, yeah, some stuff's been right, some stuff's been wrong. It doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. And sometimes you do hear things about a player that Arsenal were chasing, and you put the story out. It doesn't mean that Arsenal were going to sign them. It just means you've heard they're interested in him. But. Uh, you know, everything with a pinch of salt, as I always say. Everything with a pinch of salt. Uh, any deals close, Rancids? Uh, the Lokonga deal looks the most, uh, or rather the closest is the best way to put it. That looks like a deal that could get done. Um, and I'm hoping to actually get a dedicated show out for you guys on him this afternoon because um, I should be chatting with Sasha Tavalieri uh, from Eurosport, who is the Belgian correspondent there. So I'm going to try and get a live interview with him out for you guys this afternoon and get you guys the latest information on Lokonga. So stay tuned for the channel for that one. Uh, Ashton says, how good is Ben White to tap sober? Um, the thing about tap sober is he's one of the, obviously the highest rated prospective players in the game, uh, in that position right now, with the age that he is, the league that he's playing in, at the level he's playing at. Um, ben White is better in some areas. Um, his consistency is better uh, than Tap Sober, but his defensive abilities, his passing abilities, I would say are just a little bit below that of Tap Sober right now. But his fact he's English, the fact he's already transitioned to the Premier League, all of those factors uh, have led into why Arsenal are pushing more for White. They also believe he may have had, if not a similar or even higher ceiling than him, and it's more of a guarantee of success than bringing in someone from the outside, which Arsenal have struggled with in the past, is they have signed plenty of players from abroad, and it's just not worked out. They need to start signing more players from within house, within the Prem, within the Championship, whatever, within England, that are going to make a real difference. Because the ones that we have done from, from Britain, you look at Tierney coming in from Scotland, did really well. So Arsenal need to do that and kind of emulate that of the other clubs that they're competing with. Uh, Namish says, our Lukonga, Madison, and a first-team right-back is a good window. What about backup left-back? What about backup goalkeeper? There's still lots more that Arsenal need to do, mate. You can't. We can't just focus on these four. Arsenal need a lot of work. 
John Doe says, is Camavinga a realistic signing? Alexis Bernard says that he is our priority. Um, I don't know who that is, first of all. And uh, Camavinga is... Camavinga is obviously a player I think is very much out of Arsenal's reach. I think that Wren are going to charge a huge fee for him. And I don't think it's a fee that Arsenal are willing to spend on that position. So I don't think it's realistic at this stage. No. Uh, so he says, do you think that Ben White and Madison for 100 million, 110 million is a good deal for us? Yes, I do think it's a good deal for us to go and spend 100 million on Ben White and on James Madison. James Madison is a player that is going to cost you 60 million pounds. Ben White is a player that's going to cost you upwards of 40 million pounds. It's just a situation that you find yourselves in. Um, I just think that, Arsenal need to change the way they sign players. And signing Ben White and James Madison would be evidence of a change in what we've seen that has not yet worked. The recruitment is why Arsenal find themselves in eighth, along with bad appointments. That's why we find ourselves where we are. Bad recruitment, bad appointments, and we need to change something. It looks like we're not changing the coach. So changing the types of players that we go for and we bring in is certainly a positive step. Um, Yo-Yo says, there's things Arsenal need and things Arsenal want. Prioritise the needs, 100%. Mud says, uh, what's the latest of Andre Onana? No movement, mate, on that, I'm afraid. It went very, very loud. The news about his ban came out. It's gone very, very quiet. Now, sometimes when things are quiet, it does seem that things are, are pittering away behind the scenes. Uh, and Arsenal do try to keep as much of their transfer business as in well, behind closed doors as possible, which is it is tricky with the amount of agents leaking info. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that nothing's happening. But there is no word on the Onana situation since we heard about his ban. Uh, ATO2 says, Tom, how close is the Ben White transfer from being completed? As close as it's ever been. It has not really moved. Until Brighton entertain any offer from Arsenal, it's not going to move. So until Arsenal turn around and put the money on the table that Brighton want are willing to accept, which to the best of my credible knowledge has not happened yet. You may have seen some reports about Arsenal having a deal agreed, having a bid go in that was accepted. That hasn't happened yet. So it's no closer. Uh, as to what we heard. It's as close as a, a club can be after having a bid rejected. Arsenal may yet go in with a bid around 45 to 50 million pounds, but to the best of my knowledge, that has not yet happened so far. Uh, Anthony Michael says, Madison and White would worry me if our budget is 120 million. I don't think our budget is that. It might be our budget is that without any player sales, but if in that case, you're still going to be getting a good 60 plus mil, it seems, from players going out. So there's still lots more that we can do, Anthony. Uh, Zeus says, are we going to buy seven or eight players this window because we have been linked to players across the eight different positions? Zeus, it's more than possible. I'm not going to sit here and say that no, we're not, or yes, we are. Um, but it's it's feasible that that could happen. It depends on who goes. It depends on how much money we make from player sales. So there is the possibility that we, we do sign that many players in that many positions, but it depends on a lot of factors. Um, yeah, I do too, Julian. Uh, Matt Thornton says, uh, moral reports linking clubs to Saliba. Do you think it's for clicks? Well, all, something's always for clicks. Uh, reliably reported he's going to be given a chance. Yeah, I believe the reliable reports that he is certainly going to get a chance next season. Um, and I hope that's the case. I really want him to be given that chance and that chance to succeed. Uh, Manu Manuel says, can you give us an example from history where a reshuffle 
of this magnitude happened in one window. For Arsenal, geez, I mean, for Arsenal, that's very, very difficult. Um, we've brought in like a huge number of players in the past, but we haven't we like we haven't seen this. I mean, when Spurs sold Gareth Bale, they obviously brought in a loads of players. But the problem was is they identified the wrong players. Your Soldados, your Lamella, your Nasa Chadleys, your Etienne Capu, like that. Um, no, not yeah, Christian Eriksen. So like Christian Eriksen was really the only one that succeeded from that group. And that's why you need to be really kind of careful about when you do a big, big rebuild of your team. But for Arsenal, um, not on a scale where you're bringing in marquee players like we're looking at in this window. No, it has just simply not happened. Um, no, Ashton, no, Coutinho, no, thank you. Uh, Jay October says, do you have any reservations about Silva? Uh, which areas uh, of his gang <laughs> that you worry? Um, I, I don't know about his gang, um, but uh, in regards to Andre Silva, what worries me about him is that he succeeded well in the Bundesliga. He was mixed in Italy with Milan and he did okay in Spain with Sevilla so there's no guarantees that he's going to translate or would translate how good he's doing in the Bundesliga to the Premier League there's no guarantees of that but he is developing he is improving all the time and he has he's kind of reaching that going towards his peak right now so it could be a good time to sign him while he is on the way up um, but it's it's tough it's a real tough one uh, ATO2 says Tom if Saliba leaves do you think he will enter the list of players who succeeded leaving Arsenal like Banassa, Marlon, Gnabry Ultimately, AT, I don't know. <laughs> there is no way of knowing. There's a, there's a more of a, there's a more likelihood that he would over plenty of other players that have left and not gone on to do anything. Um, and as you'd say, that likelihood is that sure he has the potential to go on to be one of those players, but you just don't know. Um, it's really impossible to to real guess. Adam Benavides says, Tom, do you think if we sell Dinos for seven million, it's because we included a sell-on or buyback clause? I would be surprised if there was a buyback clause. There's a possibility of a sell-on clause. I think that would be smart. But I mainly think it's because Stuttgart and the clubs that are in for him don't have the capacity to spend much more than that on the player. And because of that, Arsenal are going to struggle to make more than the £7 million that we're seeing linked to him. Uh, Adam says, Tom, do you agree our midfield is our biggest weakness? 100%. We had the third best defence last season. I want to see midfielders and fullbacks. Yes, Adam, it certainly is. It's by far the, the weakest area. Thomas Partey stands out like a sore thumb. Like he really does in terms of quality in comparison to the other guys there. We need to improve that area. We need to improve the foundation and the spine, and we have always have needed to do that. And fingers crossed we can start doing that this summer. Um, Mr. Mizeeks says, Tom, do you rate Trey Coyle and John Jules? John Jules I rate a lot more. Trey Coyle went on loan to Gillingham last season, which is actually my local uh, team. It's about a 10-minute drive from where I am. Um, and he was okay. Like He scored a few goals, but he was mainly coming off the bench for Jules last season, uh, and then he joined the under-23s for the second half. But John Jules is is rated by the club, but he's just got the problem of having a lot of people in front of him. So I think he'll go on pre-season, but I'd be surprised if he was at the club next year because I think he'll leave either permanently or, or on loan. So I would be shocked because you've also got like Nikolai Moller coming through, but they might decide to keep John Jules as the under-23 striker for next season. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, Anthony Michael says, do you see uh, the Mundo Deportivo links to Sabitzer? Uh, no, I haven't. I always find it a bit odd when a Spanish outlet links a German player to an English club. Like It's a, it's a bit of a stretch, uh, if you know what I mean. So if that is the case, and it turns out to be true, then I'll hold my hands up. But when that kind of links, you see happening. Like if it's like 
if it's like an Italian outlet linking an Italian player between two English clubs, sure. But if it's a link coming from one country about a player from another country, from a league from another country, going to a club from another country, that makes it very, very difficult to kind of turn around and say, oh, yeah, that makes loads of sense. That's clearly a, a legitimate link. So there you go. Yes, Tom, up the jewels. Uh, Tano says, any news on El Nenny and his contract? Uh, talks have stalled. Or go- well, not stalled, but they've just kind of been paused, according to Chris Wheatley. Um, that they, they opened talks earlier in the year. That's... I don't want to use the word stalled because when you say the word like stalled, it makes you think like they, they failed to come to an agreement. I just think they're still negotiating. It's just taken a bit of a pause whilst they sort out a lot of the transfer stuff. Uh, and we heard from Maitland-Niles that Arsenal struggled to focus on a lot of things at once. So we will see what happens with that. But I'm, I feel like he will sign a new two-year extension, to be honest. That's that's what I want. Two or three years. We'll see. Uh, Nico F says, Bukayo... Uh, oh, have I missed that comment? I thought I clicked on it. Nico F says, Bukayo Saka could have made a difference on the left against Scotland. Awful game yesterday. Absolutely dreadful. Really, really bad. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Awful, really, really bad. And I thought, I mean, I don't know why Sandra didn't come. I don't know why we made two out of five subs in a game where we really lacked any kind of invention and idea. Made no sense whatsoever. Uh, Tom, would I put a bid in for Billy Gilmore? I don't think so, Lee. Uh, the reason why is because I think that we've got players like Partey. We're looking like we're going to be bringing in a couple of young central midfielders. And then you've got some other youngsters coming through, like Aziz and Catalan Kurjan. You've got players like that. So, no, I don't think I would. I think he's a good player, but I think. I don't think it would make too much sense. And I don't think Chelsea would sell him to us either. Don Wood says, who is the transfer target you want most in the window? I mean, to be honest, if Arsenal pulled off James Madison, it would be a, a great signing, a real, real great signing. I think if they pulled off Eve Basuma, it would be a great signing. Um, but the people that we've been linked to, I mean, I, yeah, for me, Madison is is probably the, the people that we've been linked to, the one that I would like to happen the most. So I think that would be a a signing that I never thought like if you would have asked me a few months ago who said Arsenal are going to get James Madison this summer I would have said that you're mad so yeah 100% if Arsenal can get that done like if you just said to me that Basuma's coming to Arsenal this summer I'd have been like yeah that makes sense like I can see that happening but if you'd have said James Madison I'd have been like no you're mental <laughs> absolutely no chance so yeah 100% James Madison and Daniel says Edu also gave a new contract to a Bamiang um I mean, at the time, a lot of people would have given him a Bamiang their contract at that time. He'd come off the back of carrying us throughout the entirety of the last season. I don't know who we would have signed in that moment to replace his goals. And it would have cost us a lot. It would have cost us in terms of the, the loss of a player in that moment. With the benefit of hindsight, it's really really easy to say, oh, I wouldn't have given him the contract. And I say that with the benefit of hindsight because I have the benefit of hindsight. But the fact of the matter is, is that the majority of people were happy to see him sign. Hence why there was a absolute media or rather social media furore about signed a ting. So it's for anyone to turn around and say, oh, yeah, I don't think he should. I never wanted him to. It's, it's a, I lack in the believability of it. So I think at the right at that time, it wasn't exactly a surprise that we gave Aubameyang a new contract. Uh, Aditya says, "Hey Tom, uh, we always wanted to see the change in mentality of Arsenal while going for transfers. Do you see some changes this time? I think we're linked with players with sell-on value based on purely links, Aditya. Yes, but we need to actually see the signings before we can start saying things have changed because every single summer we get linked to some big names." 
but it's actually whether or not they happen, which is another thing. It's all good putting bids in and getting things rejected. That's nothing. You need to get the deals done. Then then you can start talking about things more positively. Zeus says, what do you? Uh, what are your thoughts about a potential Madison Pursumer in part of midfield? My thoughts are, Zeus, is that would be bloody awesome. Uh, Jay October says, does it worry you that every season we have to sell players for below their value um, due to bad management? I mean, every season is a stretch. Um, I say that. I mean, since 2013, what, we've never sold a player for more than what we bought them for. Bad management. I think that goes across lots. I don't think it's necessarily always bad management. I actually think it's bad recruitment in the first place, actually signing the players that don't have any sell-on value or signing the players that aren't improving. That, for me, is, is the bigger problem. That's why signing more players that have got better potential that have better sell-on value, that for me is the, the better thing here. Julian Salmon says, there is a reason why we have to sell players below what we paid. It's because we haven't, or they haven't performed for us. And that comes down to recruitment in the first place. We should never have signed them. Uh, Ugang says, Tom, it looks like we have a short-term success plan and not planning for sustainability with young players. I disagree. Ben White is young. Laconga is young. Madison is young. We're looking at players of that age. We're not looking at your 30-year-old pluses at the moment. We're looking at players with sell-on value that have longe uh, longevity to the club. So I don't agree. I think that we are looking at players that have sell-on value that are younger, that will develop more at the club. So I, I don't know where you've got that opinion from because um, I, I do think we are looking at the right type of players this summer. Um, links, 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 says Dano. Season ticket time and merchandise sales. Yes, we always see it. Always happens every every single time. Anyway, that's going to finish off today's show, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As I said earlier, I'm going to have a dedicated, fingers crossed, a dedicated interview with a Belgian journalist focusing on La Conga a little bit later this afternoon, hopefully, 4 o'clock-ish UK time. And I'm going to aim to get a tactical breakdown out for you guys on one of the players that we linked to. It might be Andre Silva. It might be Jesus. It might be our we'll see we'll see what one we go for first depends on where we get the expert insight back but it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys as always drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe to the channel as always with the notifications turned on so you never miss a show and join up as a member of course to help support the channel and you can join our discord server too see you again very very soon and as always up the arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.